Good morning, Invited In. As we celebrate one year of connecting the global family through Invited In, we wanted to continue to offer hope and encouragement in today's episode. I hope you were able to listen to my conversation with John Freiler on fear. In light of everything happening today, we wanted to continue to bring you a special episode of encouragement. The coronavirus seems to be impacting everyone around the world. Businesses, restaurants, and schools are all closing, and updates are changing every hour. But in the midst of uncertainty, our Lord Jesus reigns and rules. As you know, Samaritan's Purse has responded to this crisis, sending an emergency field hospital to Italy. 32 of our disaster responders traveled to help provide medical relief. But more importantly, the hope of Jesus to a country that has been overwhelmed by this pandemic. As Samaritan's Purse often does, we run into the fire to bring hope in Jesus' name. Please be praying for our disaster assistance response team as they minister in Italy. To bring encouragement that God is with us in hard times and goes before us, we thought Kent Brantley was the best person to share about having faith in hard times. Listen to the message that Kent shared to our Samaritan's Purse staff after recovering from Ebola. Kent is proof that God is sovereign and will accomplish His purposes in our obedience. Kent gives great insight in Scripture in how we can be praying for our Samaritan's Purse staff all over the world and trust them into God's hands. Here's what Kent had to say to our staff. It seems inadequate to say thank you. I've had the opportunity to speak to audiences of millions in the last couple of weeks. But I have to tell you, there's no other group that has made me so emotional when I try to talk to them. I know that before all of this happened, you all were meeting here for your staff devotional every morning. And on some day, mine and Amber's picture would show up on your table and you would pray for us by name. And that was before Ebola, that was before anything. That was when we were just pursuing our calling from the Lord to serve as medical missionaries. So I thank every single one of you who lifted us up in prayer long before we were thrown into a crisis. But I know that once that crisis started, there's probably not a soul in this room that wasn't praying for us. And I can't thank you enough. I had a page and a half of prepared remarks to give a devotional thought, share some of my story, but I think I'm gonna forego that. Um, I'll give you the summary. (laughs) Deuteronomy chapter six. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. 
You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. When your son asks you in the time to come, saying, what do the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments mean which the Lord our God commanded you? Then you shall say to your sons, we were slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us from Egypt with a mighty hand. Moreover, the Lord showed great and distressing signs and wonders before our eyes against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in to give us the land which he had sworn to our fathers. I'm guessing most of you have heard our story. And I'm not going to go through all of it today. I, I don't think I could make it through it. But I've had people say when we're talking, oh, I, I want to hear more, but I'm sure you're tired of talking about this. So whenever you're ready to talk about something else, we'll talk about something else. But we want to keep hearing more. And I tell them, I will never grow tired of talking about this. It's, it's by talking about what God has done that we remember who he is and who we are and what he's done for us. So I'm, I'm going to keep telling my story. Not so that more reporters can do more stories, not so... Not even so I can inspire other people or, or direct more attention to West Africa, though I pray God uses it in those ways. But I'm going to keep telling the story so that I can remember what God has done in my life. Because our family's going to move on. We're going to move forward. This is not the end of our story. Life will eventually reach some sort of normal. And we'll try to be faithful and live in the calling God has given us wherever he leads us next. But I want to live in this reality. I don't want to do like the people of Israel and start complaining that I don't have enough meat to eat. I want to do what God commanded us to do and tell our children we were slaves in Egypt and God delivered us with a mighty hand. There's another story I feel compelled to share. We, Amber received an email. She was getting lots and lots of emails at the end of July and early August. And this one was written on July 30th. And I don't know who this lady was. Maybe one of you in this room knows who she was, and you'll know when I tell the story. But on July 30th, this email made its way to Amber's inbox. She never saw it. She didn't see it until mid-August when she forwarded it to me. 
but this person is the mother of someone who works for SP. I think probably as international field staff. And she said that morning she had woken up, probably like many of you, with me and my family on her heart. And she began praying for us. And she said it was as if she heard the Lord speak to her and say, do you want to know what I'm going to do? Do you want to know what's going to happen? Get up and I'll show you. So she got up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning and she spent a couple of hours in scripture and in prayer and she never heard anything. And then her husband got up and they sat down together to have their, their daily devotional and Bible reading together. And I don't know who these people are, but I think that in itself is remarkable. And she said, the reading was from Mark 6, the reading for that day. Mark chapter 6 and then Psalm chapter 40. And she said, as her husband read the words from Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 3, she said, that was it. That was the message from the Lord for the Brantleys that day. And she had thought maybe God was going to give her a big picture kind of this is what I'm doing in the world kind of answer. But instead what she heard was a very specific message for, for me and my family that day. And she sent this email to her son and said, will you please forward this to Kenny Isaacs? I know he will have the insight to know whether this is really a message from the Lord for the Brantleys today and whether they need to receive this or not. Oh, we received it a few weeks later. And the words of Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. Sorry, Psalm 41, 1 through 3. How blessed is he who considers the helpless the Lord will deliver him in a day of trouble. The Lord will protect him and keep him alive. And he shall be called blessed upon the earth. And do not give him over to the desire of the enemy. The Lord will sustain him on his sickbed. And in his illness, you restore him to full health. I know I've read that psalm before. I, I have a degree in biblical text. I'm sure they made me read that psalm somewhere <laughs> along the way. But I never read it as if it applied to me. I can't thank you all enough for praying for me, for praying for us, for praying for God to work in mighty ways. But I also want to say, we're just normal people. We're just normal people. We went to Liberia to serve in a quiet way, expecting to be there for at least two years and just do what God had called us to do. And I want to encourage and challenge each of you Never think you're just a normal person. If you're, if you're pursuing God's calling in your life, he will use you. And even if it's a challenging calling, even if you find yourself in difficult circumstances, 
he will give you what you need to be faithful to him, even if it's a whole army of people praying for you. And I want to encourage you to take a look at your own story. Look back and see how God has worked in your life, at the prayers he has answered, at the provisions he has given in your difficult moments, the victories that he has claimed in your life. And live in that reality. Share your story. Tell your story over and over and over so that you can remember that we serve a mighty God who delivered us from Egypt with his mighty hand. Thank you. Thank you all. What encouragement and testimony of God's provision. Like Kent said, it is important to share our story for His glory, to remember that we, like the Israelites, were captives and God has brought us into freedom. It's also a great reminder how to pray and how to encourage our staff that are serving. If someone comes to your mind, pray for them. And even better, send them an email or a scripture that you're praying over them. You never know what it might do. I want to close with encouragement from God's Word. I think of David and his many psalms as he fled for his life. Living in despair and uncertainty, he clung to God for joy and hope. I love Psalm 4, and I'm going to read verse 1 and 6 through 8. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart, more than in season, that their grain and wine increased. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Just like David clung to God for his joy and hope, we can do that right now in this season. I pray that he puts gladness in your heart and you're able to overflow and encourage others around you. Thanks for tuning in today and God bless you.